sorry, I completely lost my train of thought after the audio cut. It's all good. Um. Oh, so I wanted to talk just a little bit about uh, witchcraft. Um, and it might sound really cheesy or dumb to people who don't really know about it, but or even the Catholics out there might worship Satan. Heretic. And that's not it at all. So what witchcraft is, is basically it's a self-proclaimed witch will take things from around and make things that they think will do things. That's like the best way to describe it. You know, with that description, it sounds like you're in the ancient Greek religion. (laughs) Basically... There are different types of witches. There are, uh, I personally, uh, am a green witch, green witch. Uh, I work mostly with plants, uh, animals, you know, like cottage core type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. with the fae someday, once I'm a little more, uh, experienced, but. There are green witches, sea witches, lunar witches, kitchen witches, solitary witches, nocturnal witches, elemental witches, swamp witches, crystal witches, electric witch, eclectic witches, swamp witches. witches. Yeah. What? Traditional witches, hedge witches, garden witches, gray uh, gray witches, uh, fairy witches, hearth witches, religious witches, and cultural cultural witches. And that is a mouthful, if nothing else. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, different types of witches do different things. It's mostly just what you feel like attracted to working with. Like a swamp witch might work with things from a swamp, or uh, to be honest, I'm advanced in it, so I don't know that much. But I know the green witches mostly work with the like nature and stuff. Yeah. And it's really fun, and a lot of the time people are like, oh, yeah, you put curses on people and stuff. And it's like, no. Like, from half of what, I see, what I've seen, witchcraft is lighting candles and putting things in jars. Putting things in jars? <laughs> like, hmm. one of the most basic moves... Oh, uh, pic- witches are the pickling community of the Midwest. yeah pretty much yeah um basically one of the most basic uh witchy things to do is to make moon water and that is exactly what it sounds like Hmm. you put water in a jar and as long and you leave it out overnight as long as sunlight never touches it and moonlight does there you go moon water Hmm. moon water that's right exactly what you would do with regular water but better you can make tea with it. You can put it in baths. You can drink it. Is it supposed yes. to be yeah, basically, imbued with the power of the moon? Basically, in the Wiccan religion, which is what most witchcraft is based on, uh, paganism which, or Wiccan. Which, fa- which phase of the lunar calendar do you fill up your jar? Um, Different phases mean different things, but you can do it at any phase. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can have I a did... new moon jar, you can have a full moon jar. I did it 
uh, at uh, waning uh, waning moon. Okay. Uh, wait, no, waxing moon, waxing moon. Okay. Uh, I did. I made moon water under the waxing moon, for and that's best for like em- empathetic spells or okay other people like. I'm going to use it to make my mom some tea because she's been really stressed and uh, busy lately. Um, but yeah, like under the full moon means certain things. Waning moon, waxing moon, uh, new moon, full moon. Oh, yeah, I already said full moon. Yeah. Uh, blood moon. Ooh, stuff like blood that. moon. What is blood moon water good for? I have no idea. We just had a blood moon. Uh, I think it was the start of this month. Very we, uh, yeah we, we yeah is this yeah we had a blood moon very recently I remember seeing it huh if only I'd known yeah actually that's something weird uh, I did oh yeah that was the uh lunar eclipse man that would have been cool to make moon water under <laughs> yeah but what was I gonna say oh yeah and so like oh no. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and so we'd be out there at night, and it was, like, October, and, like, every single moon was a blood moon, and it was very confusing. You know what? This year, it's, uh, Halloween's gonna be totally lit, because it's something about, like, the way this year is. Basically, it's, we're gonna have an extra two hours of, uh, Halloween time. It's gonna be, uh, a full moon. Be a Friday to thir- the thirteenth, but I wait. No, that's stupid. It's on the thirty first. Uh, but it's on, a, and it's on a Saturday. Well, where did my brain go there? It's on a Saturday. Um. So, yeah. And um, something else. I don't remember. But yeah, it's supposed to be really exciting this year. I wonder if. <laughs> Halloween can even be Halloween this year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because of the pandemic. Yeah. Social distancing and stuff. Like, you know, there's going to be some fucking freak. Sorry. There's going to be some weirdo out there who, instead of putting saw blades in candy, they'll make people sick. Like, it's gross to say, but there's some freak out there who will do that or just cough on you and they open the door. Something weird. 100%. I mean, even they, they like, might do it to just troll just with have, you, like, too. Like, there'll be a lot of, like, weird people just they'll have to encounter. No, it I know what I'm really just throw bizarre. stones at the door. My costume will be a hazmat suit. <laughs> no, yeah. Throw, <laughs> everyone, what were, you, what were you guys for uh, 2020 Halloween? Oh, everyone was in CDC gear. It was the best <laughs> cosplay ever. No, no, you know what? Just throw stones at the door. Like, hey, are you going to come get your candy? Throw it to me. That's just that. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I was gonna carry stones, throw them at the door, and they just throw candy. No. Can give up. Like, okay, Zoomer, an entire new thing to to like laugh about. Just be like, bruh, in 2020, I had Zoom Halloween, dude. I trick or treated on <laughs> Zoom servers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just drive by. This year for Halloween, what we should do is trick or treaters drive down the street at full speed. While uh, candy givers just throw candy at the car, and whatever makes it into the open windows is that is that the candy. No, I'll tell you what. The day before, people just like no. 
right before there should be a time when it starts right before Halloween starts people just go out and just throw candy in the street and you just that sounds really unsanitary but in all seriousness no I'm very curious to see what uh, what the country decides to do about Halloween because Black Friday is you know the day after Thanksgiving and there's already major corporations like Walmart for example have already put out that they will not be open for Black Friday they will not do Black Friday this year in person oh, no. um, oh you know what um sorry not to cut you off but speaking of uh Halloween uh People really stay safe. Check your bags or your siblings' bags because a lot of the time people hear, check your candy, there might be razor blades in it. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, whatever. But uh, there was one year, I think it was two years ago, uh, my little brother actually got a razor blade and a pack of matches in his bag. What the heck? And... We brought it to the lady that he had just been to because he spilled his candy bag there and then she helped him pick it up and then we found the matches. So we brought it to her and she she didn't mean to put him in there or she sweared. She swore she didn't mean to put him in there but it might have been hers. Uh, and that was just scary because like maybe she did want him to mess around and get her house burned down. Why would you have matches near a bowl of candy? I don't understand. You're not lighting candles at your door. Why would you be smoking near a bowl of candy? I mean, she was just kind of out. Uh, we went to her house because uh, uh, she was on a cul-de-sac where everyone else had a ton of Halloween stuff up. Mm-hmm. And she just had a few decorations. But yeah. That was kind of scary. So, uh, really, check your bags. Uh, anyway, back to you. I was just saying that um, Black Friday is already being uh, talked about to, like, not happen in some regards. Mm, um, Double Saber Monday. For example, Walmart has already said that they will not be open on Black Friday this year. Double Cyber Monday. Just Cyber Friday and then Cyber Monday. It's like Black Friday but online and then Cyber Monday is the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to like show like another thing that this the pandemic affects that we just don't think about. Like stuff that Beyond just the everyday business, going to work, you know, going to shop, whatever, going to school. Also, it's going to affect the way that you celebrate holidays, you know, like, will we have Halloween this year? Will Thanksgiving be the same? Like, you know, people are spread out across the country. How are you going to travel safely to visit your family on Thanksgiving or Christmas? Like, you know, people people think that it won't. Uh, especially like plane rides since no one is taking them and they clean them really really well um it's really cheap too it's people are so yeah, people, yeah, people are really scared about it they're taking scared. extra care to clean the plane no one is even taking them so planes are like the safest way to travel right now 
or in the cheapest. Like, I've seen a couple flights to Greece and back. Roundabout tickets to Greece for $300. That's dope. But I wouldn't go to Greece right now, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You go there with $100, leave with friggin' 10 You didn't even... No, I, I don't even think it's safe to really go to some places there. Um, I mean, the Mediterranean, the Mediterranean has a really, really bad outbreaks of, I mean, Italy, for example, was like the, oh, the worst in the world before U.S. took over in cases now. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I was supposed to, for example, I was supposed to spend the entire summer um, in Israel doing field work and running a field school for a couple of my undergrad students that were going to come. But, of course, canceled, obviously, because um, we couldn't provide the training for them because we, we do, I do marine archaeology as my profession, and um, we couldn't train all the students how to do scientific diving because all of the classes were canceled. Um, but the other thing that threw the wrench into the whole machine was we couldn't even go to Israel. Like Israel put out a very extreme guideline for travel in their country where if you fly into Ben Gurion airport, you are not allowed to go anywhere in public in the country for 14 days. You have to have somewhere in the country where you can self quarantine yourself for 14 days. Hmm. So that alone, like, that's insane. You can't do, you can't go travel somewhere, expect to go on a vacation, or even, you know, especially expect to go on a, on field work where literally every day you're paying money to be there. Um, if you're spending 14 days of that time quarantining, what's the point of going on vacation? And there's other countries that do something very similar to this. Some are even stricter um than than israel uh, is on theirs but um yeah. yeah like yeah travel is it can be safe for sure but where are you gonna go and what are you gonna do while you're there you know yeah. you know what uh about the riots going on too mm. uh i think everyone's got their opinions on those personally i i think uh Protesting is, uh, you know, what we should do, but rioting is warranted for the absolute atrocities that have been going, going on for as long as they've been going on now. And honestly, I support them, but what I don't support is the people just using it as an excuse to break into places and steal stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, if it's out there, I mean... One... But the people actually actively breaking into places that are, like, open and trying to stay afloat just to take their stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw one lady, uh, she walked into a place with, like, shattered windows and turned off lights and everything was destroyed. And she just grabbed a cheesecake because it was, like, a bakery or something. And you know what? That's not hurting anyone. It's probably not, you know, going to put them out of business. But, you know, the people who windows to take uh, designer clothes from 
retail shops. It's just not okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? And uh, I saw, actually, um, there were these three uh, anonymous uh, dudes, I guess, and a woman. Uh, there was Tank, Riot, and the lady is named Scales or Athena, uh, and everyone was simping over them. Okay. To be blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Tank is, like, a little over seven feet tall. Okay. Um... And it just sounds totally... Your mic is being bad. (laughs) Oh. If you didn't hear me, he told me about this, and it's like, it sounds... Okay. Um... Well, there's video of it. Um... There was these... They had... Riot gear and armor and stuff. And, uh... They were just protecting the rioters. Uh, slash keeping them in check. Like, Tank... Uh... A little over seven feet tall. He just kind of yelled at the cops and, uh... Like, kept them from, like, killing rioters. Uh... Riot is the one who... He talked to the rioters a little bit more and kept him in check. Um, <clears throat> Alpha picked up the tear gas bombs and threw them back. And there's no video of scales yet, but, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know? Hmm. So, I think that's pretty cool, at least. And uh, the return of Anonymous is kind of scary, but also kind of exciting. Ah, uh, yes, I remember this, yes. It's a lot more progressive now. Not just people joining to hack and steal and stuff. Or to mess with people on games. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah oh, it went dear. from a bunch of trolls to armored freaks of nature. I rem- like, I remember real when they, quick. I remember when they first came around, man. I was in high school. That was bizarre. The stuff that they were doing was like, what the hell? Like, I thought it was like straight out of, you know, like just out of the Matrix, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, they went from internet trolls to armored tanks ready to take on the cops. Really quickly and with absolutely no warning. Yep. You know, uh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't know much about that, though. Uh, I think you'd have to be more, uh, kept up on the news and such. Right. Maybe even be in with Anonymous to know what's going on with them. (laughs) Yes, I would imagine so. 
They're so secretive. I bet their members don't even know what's going on half the time. Probably. Well, anyways, did you have yeah. something you want to I'd talk love about? to talk about Battlefront 2. Go right ahead. Because I know you wanted to, you wanted to discuss, um, like kind of the game, right? Like how it is in its current position, you know, with the update cycle not being, you know, a thing anymore. Yeah. In the game files, Mm -hmm. they had plans for a bunch of characters, and they never added them. Like Ahsoka, you can find her in the yeah. Game the, that would have been cool. I get asked this all the time. Do you like they all, people always ask me, Dazu, are you upset that Battlefront Two is not getting support anymore? On the surface, yeah, of course. Like it's a cool game. I think that it has a lot of had a lot of potential and still is a pretty good game in and of itself. Um. But at the same time, when I really think about it, I'm not really that phased or upset. Like, I can still play the game and enjoy the game. They will bring out hot fixes for sure if stuff is completely, like, broken. Um, they've already released an update before their, you know, after their last update was supposed to come out. So they are fixing things. They're, the game just isn't just, see ya. I, I, I and I know a lot of people stopped paying attention to the game or stopped playing the game when that announcement was made that they were going to stop active development for the title along with some of their other games. Um, but I don't, I don't see that with, with the like Star Wars community. I mean, that ga- the game has had so much popularity lately. It's unbelievable. I think I it's mean, one of the few oh, yeah. games that EA has done well on. It's yeah, it's great. It's very very well done. Um, I mean, I I come from the generation that grew up with Battlefront one and two classic, and those were like that was what we had to compare to when Battlefront twenty fifteen came out. My friends and I all got into the alpha and beta testing for that, and we just hated it terrible what like we were like why does everybody have a jetpack what i can't control the vehicles they're on tracks what the heck yeah. is this kill streak rewards is this call of duty like we were so taken aback it was just this huge sellout of just it was nothing like battlefront you know what we grew up playing so i remember just we none of us bought the actual game that we just were like screw this um I think the only person that I know in my immediate friend group and family that actually bought the game and played it religiously was my brother. Um, but I've since visited it. Like, I own the game now. I bought it when it was on sale for $2 on Origin for May the 4th. And it's fun. I think the game is really cool. It, I um, They fixed a lot of stuff from what was there in the alpha and beta, that's for sure. But... I still think the game is pretty crappy at the end of the day. Um, and I think most people who prefer Battlefront 2 or play a lot of Battlefront 2 would kind of agree with me on this. 
that Battlefront 1 2015, yeah, it's cool. There's a lot of like content in it that is just not in Battlefront 2. But at the same time, that game is not approachable for a new player. Absolutely not. I have that game on disc, and I think it's pretty approachable. I mean, I got it without really any knowledge of Star Wars at all. Uh, just kind of vague things I'd heard from friends. And I thought it was pretty uh, fun and honestly pretty easy once you got the hang of it. And uh, it's nice to try and get like three stars on each mission. And uh, I actually got really close with my dad uh, playing through the survival uh, missions. Uh, Of course, that relationship deteriorated pretty quickly after that. But, you know, it's a fun thing. Got nice multiplayer options. I'm talking the multiplayer option. Going in li- online and playing in a lobby of like that 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 game is not approachable for a new player. Like especially now since the game's been out for almost five years, you go in there if you can find a lobby. You're going to be playing against people who just religiously only play that game now, and you'll be outmatched. You can't do a damn thing. Because you'll come in there at level one with basic guns, no star cards, no equipment upgrades. You're going against people that are maxed out. You'll get smoked. You won't even scratch them. I'm a like I I've gone in, and I finally got into a lobby in that game for a twenty versus twenty, and I was just like blown away at how unbalanced the game is. I could not kill any of their players at all, let alone scratch them. Cause they just had like shield generators and their jetpacks, And they had like an ability where if they got shot, they had all their health back instantly. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I, I'm really good at first person shooters. I have some very good aim. I've played quite a number of titles professionally. So I, I know I'm really good at first person shooters. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't even touch these guys. Like can't kill anything. But in Battlefront 2, when I first started playing it, not the case. You can just go in and pick any class, any gun, and you can just go off if you just understand how to play first-person shooter games. Like I think they did such a good job at that. And then I really that's what really stuck me into Battlefront 2. Like I was so reticent to give it a chance for a long time because the whole debacle of when it first released, it was just pay-to-win game. You know, the classic EA strategy, right? Um, And then I got a lot of backlash. They relaunched the game. And then I finally got into it when a friend gave it to me to try out. And I was just hooked on it. I was like, damn, this is really cool. Totally different game. And like, it's a pro. At that time, I didn't think of it was approachable or not approachable because I didn't have 2015 to compare to coming in from like a new player standpoint because i played the beta and alpha and like everything was unlocked you could just play the entire game like with max whatever so i didn't know what it was like to play battle from 2015 fresh but in 2017 when it came out um i bought i got it in 2019 i got it last year and the game i think is like really good like i had no problem getting in getting kills leveling up this was before co-op even came out so you could go into multiplayer lobbies, and it was totally f- approachable. It was great. 
And I think that through its life cycle with their updates, yeah, they did a great job at balancing a lot of stuff in the game. And I think that's where people kind of get upset that, oh, I don't want to yeah. play this game or support this game anymore because they're not going to update it. But I think the game is in such a good place, balance-wise. Yeah, there's some stuff that could be adjusted, but it's not game-breaking to the point where you can't play. Like, yeah, Grievous's Claw Rush is stupid, but it, does it break the game? No, not at all. There are ways to counter it. Oh, I'll tell you something that does break the game. Anakin has <laughs> retribution. True. Retribution thing is just like it is okay. Yeah, but like Battlefront 2 is totally approachable because I lost my PS Plus and I didn't get it back for a while, so I couldn't play Battlefront 2 for a while. And when I came back, I only had the basic guns. All my heroes are like level 2, and everybody else is like max. And like sometimes I got shredded because these guys, they're max level guns and stuff, but I could still, I was pretty good. Even with all the base stuff, it's yeah, it's cool. it's really it's really really cool. And they did, I think they did a good job with um, keeping things moving. And the content production was really cool. I like how they implemented all three eras of Star Wars in their game. And in 2015, it was just only the Galactic Civil War. There was nothing else. But here we get, you know, they brought the Clone Wars content, and then they had all of the Age of the Resistance really really cool to kind of be able to play all of that and i think that's where people again kind of fall short-sighted and get upset because oh we didn't get all these cool heroes and villains from these from these time periods but we have there's a lot already and i don't think the game needs really a lot more heroes and villains i think there's quite a big roster of people Besides, you know what? If you're going to add, if you're going to add a hero, you also have to add a villain, and there's a ton of heroes, but not a lot of villains, so you're gonna run out eventually. Shooters. You can talk all day though about changing the game and fixing the game. You know, Battlefront Three could be a possibility. I don't see why they wouldn't make one, and they have the licensing for Star Wars for still oh, yeah. quite some time. They have plenty of time to develop. A really good game um so yeah like i guess my topic that i wanted to bring to the discussion wasn't just i guess the battlefront 2 updates but just battlefront or just star wars games in general right now um so if you have, have anything else to add on battlefront 2 i would love to talk about squadrons Well, you can go ahead and talk about Squadrons. You don't need us for that. Because holy moly, man. That game is really looking out to be an incredible title. Okay, um, speaking of first-person shooters, though, do you play Doom? Nope. Or did you play the originals? I okay. never never grew up playing any Doom games. I have a little bit of beef with Doom the Doom good. franchise, but just, like, minuscule amounts. Basically, um, I... Never played Doom. Always thought it was too hard, uh, too uh, violent and in there. And I realized, you know what? I like first-person shooter games. I think I might as well try it. It's a Bethesda game, and I am a diehard Bethesda buff. 
so I tried it out and I realized, oh my god, I loved it. Sadly, they took it off uh, Game Pass before I could finish it, and that sucked. But yeah, I'm working on uh, buying the game in its entirety. Um, but still, uh, when Doom Eternal got out, came out, I pre-ordered it, and then I, my pre-order got canceled because of Corona, and I couldn't pick it up. Uh, but then I, as soon as it came out, mm-hmm. and oh my god, I was uh not impressed honestly it's a really really good game but in comparison to the original i think it's bad like a lot of the gameplay is completely changed uh it gives you new weapons but your old weapons are mm-hmm. and like there are new enemies and even on hurt me plenty mode which is uh the second easiest um it's really difficult and like you can get stuck on a level like in doom doom 2 is insane there's a doom 2 doom 2 i mean doom 64 or doom eternal okay doom eternal that's what i'm talking about and honestly, it's not as yeah, fluid of combat as the original. Um, like, the original, you moved and you kept moving, and that's what you did. You never stopped moving, but it was always really smooth and fluid. And you didn't really get stuck on a level. Yeah, sometimes you'd die, and then you'd... Re- but it was never too far behind from where you just were, and the uh, you could usually handle it. As long as you could switch your weapons quick enough and you knew what to use for which enemy. Mm-hmm. But with Doom Eternal, it is shell shocking for a veteran Doom player. Um, basically, you get in there and the movements aren't nearly as fluid, and there's a com- there are completely new enemies, really no reason. And you know. <sighs> I don't know. It's just kind of disappointing. Especially... It's got one hell of a soundtrack, though. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. Soundtrack, they hit oh, yeah. the nail right on the head there. Totally killed it. Knocked that out of the park. But the gameplay... Eh. 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 It's... Objectively. But comparatively, it's terrible. Fair enough. I haven't played it. Um, it's got an online mode too, where you can fight. Uh, basically, you play as a demon, and uh-huh. then someone plays as a different demon, and then someone plays as a slayer, which is the Doom Guard guy, whatever. Okay. Um, and but you're sentient, and you know how to move, and you have special attacks. Uh. But when I first played, I played out as a starter. Like, the very first, uh, don't even have to unlock it. It was just a Mecha Incubus or something like that. I forget the name. I haven't played in a hot minute. 
But, like, the mechanical dudes oh, that are yeah, just yeah. fat and they throw up on mm-hmm. a special move in the original. Yeah. Basically, I played as that, and that's, like, the basic uh, demon. And someone else played as a... Uh, Sawyer, you, you should know the name of it. It's, like, on the cover of Doom. Uh, he's got... He's, like, a skeleton. There's a lot. With rockets on his back. Yeah, it's got like I forget the name. Jetpack like rockets jet on his pack, back, right? and he shoots. Yeah, it's yeah. But someone plays as him, and I played as the fat dude, and then we went up against a really high level Slayer, and we completely annihilated him. And I think it was just kind of unfair, because like he was a really high level, and we were both kind of barely starting, and we smoked him every single round. You can get the hell oh, out yeah. of That guy destroys everyone. But, like, if you ever load into a multiplayer match and one of the Slayers has the golden Slayer yeah. skin, just, just leave Especially because with the attack, the special attacks, because of how fast they uh, refresh and how many times you can use them, you can completely overwhelm the Slayer you're fighting. And it's super unmatched. And I honestly felt sorry for them. Like, it's a game that you play with absolutely no remorse. But after that round was over, I genuinely felt sorry for being that OP against the Slayer. Yeah, we're about, about to. Games, um, right? Just finishing up Battlefront 2. Yeah. Before we go into that, yep. has anybody heard sure have. of For Honor? I know I talk about that a lot, but it's a good game, I'll say. Anyways, so, Squadrons is... Yes, it is. Really um, I'm, really, I'm really, really excited for it. Um, I think... It's a great transition um, from Star Wars Battlefront 2. So I think, you know, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is in a pretty good place. And I think it will continue to be played. I don't think it's going to just disappear off the map with Squadrons. Because, it's again, it, it's a very different kind of game. Um, you're not on the ground as a soldier anymore. Or as a hero or a villain. You're now in the skies as your own character that you're creating. Um, so it's I think it's a very different appeal i know a lot of people are excited for it there's also i've seen a lot of people that don't care about it <laughs> because they're not into you know dog fighting which is totally fine i mean since i've been in playing battlefront 2 a lot i've noticed that starfighter assault is definitely the least favorite game mode of all um it's not it's not really approachable for people um because the controls are wonky the the star cards matter way too much in the ships. And also you got to learn like what all the heroes and villain ships do, but also you got to learn the maps and the maps are not really straightforward as so on the ground where you're just kind of just walking straight on a path <laughs> down GA or something, or just running between a command post and supremacy. You're literally, you have the entire like flight space and 360 degree area to play with. Um, around 
you know objectives and taking fights and stuff so i can see why people get kind of nervous or not excited about it but it's looking like squadrons is kind of really going to take that to a different kind of level and it's been a long time in my eyes that i've played a game where i actually gave a crap to be in a ship personally you know i've always played battlefield games but i never was the guy that would jump in the in the chopper or in the jets like i enjoyed being on the ground you know with with my guns all the time and for the most most of my time in battlefront 2 i was the same way i kind of kept that same formula yeah i had experience flying ships and battlefront classic because they were you know on on the maps and i've tried them in galactic assault but like yeah it's whatever i prefer to be on the ground still but when squadrons was released i was like dude it's been a hot minute since we've had a game where that was just dedicated to being in a ship i think it's been a long time since we had a rogue squadron game and that was those were the games that were all about being in ships granted rogue squadron three on the gamecube brought ground combat into it in some of the missions but rogue squadron and rogue squadron leader the second one on gamecube and n64 those were literally only flying around in ships and i excited to see a game like that come back into the star wars universe um because i think it's needed there's there's a lot of people who do like flying ships or like flying planes or whatever and this is the chance to kind of get that going into the star wars genre because let's face it there's never been a multiplayer dog fighting experience for star wars ever never there's been like single player like there's tie fighter and x-wing and rebel assault rogue squadron but you can't play against other players in any of those games so this is really cool that for the first time we can take the trooper out of the equation and only bring it to the space and the entire game is built around that but this you know the main stay part of the game is multiplayer because yeah there's single player content coming to squadrons there's a campaign and stuff and a story but it's not what they're trying to sell the game on. They're really trying to sell the game on the dogfighting experience of playing against other players in these various game modes with varieties of ships. And I'm, I think that they're doing a really good job of continuing this class system that we have in Battlefront 2 now. And uh, I, I really like that change as well. Like piggybacking real quick on Battlefront 2015, there wasn't a class system. You were just like your own character, and you just outfitted in with gear like Call of Duty. Um, but they took the model of Battlefield where they brought back classes like the classic Battlefronts. And I think that was a really positive thing for Battlefront 2 to kind of bring it back where you have the assault, the specialist, the officer, and then you have the reinforcements and heroes and villains. Like That was really, really well done. And they're doing that model with squadrons as well where you have the fighters and interceptors, the bombers and the support ships. And they all have a variety of abilities that they can, they can and can't do. So I think <laughs> I, I'm really excited to just see like how these dog fights pan out. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. most, I'm most interested in the five V five. Like that is calling out to me. I prefer to play multiplayer games on a smaller scale if possible this is this is why i like heroes versus villains so much in star wars battlefront 2 
because I only have to play with three other people. Um, it's like there's more that you can control. I mean, granted, you can do you can train an entire twenty man stack in GA, and you can play tournaments and play against other stacks of twenty. Like for sure, that's the thing. But I prefer to play with like you know that smaller. I'm I'm just used to playing smaller numbers of coordination. You know, as a professional Overwatch player, and I used to play Search and Destroy, yeah. Call of Duty. Those are small. Those are small numbered games. Overwatch is six. Ooh, CS:GO Overwatch five so people. The, the sizes of groups. That's right. I was saying five v five for squadrons is what I'm most excited about because I I prefer to play the smaller game modes for a competitive like standpoint of it. Um, I think that's gonna be really really cool to be able to, you know, train make a little like five man team and just train with them and make a squad and take it to the, sh- like take it to the skies and then get another squad and like have all these squads of people to play with where you can, you know, make these compositions of ships. I think that's going to be so cool to do to like, you know, make communications. Cause I'm all, I'm a huge person on communication and calling out stuff and whatnot. Um, so I think it's going to be really fun to kind of, implement my experience with that into squadrons and not being behind the rifle of a person but behind the cockpit of a ship it's going to be such a wild transition something that's never happened for me before so that's one of the main things i'm so excited about with it it's just an entirely new thing that i've just never touched in my life so it's going to be really cool Plus, I'm going to try and get one of those thruster controls, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, anyway, yeah. I think that's about all the time we have for today. So, Dazu, if you have... Now's the time. I'm good. I mean, thanks for having... Do you want to shout out your, tri- your uh, Twitch channel? Oh, absolutely. Or do you have a YouTube? Yeah, I do. Um, first off, Maybe your Discord. thanks for having me here. Um, I really appreciate it. Oh, it was, no it was a lot problem. of fun. I would... Definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely be happy to come and do this again for sure. This was a lot of fun. Um, thank you guys again. Uh, my Twitch, you can find me on Twitch. I stream every Monday, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday, starting at five thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. My Twitch is Twitch.tv/DazuTheDevastator, all one word. I'm also on YouTube. There's no content there yet, but it's coming in August. We've been putting up a whole like list of stuff and a schedule of things and we've been making content so i have it ready to go for august but the youtube channel is also called dazu the devastator um and you can find me on instagram and twitter at tk dazu we do have a discord as well um it's it's a star wars it's called dazu star wars community um you can you know i don't know if I, where i can plug a link for this for you guys but um anyone that likes star wars or wants to hang out with fun people is welcome to join. The Discord is not just another streamer's Discord. There's a section of the Discord that's for the stream and people that are supporting the stream, but the Discord as a whole is for people that just like Star Wars um, and want to come together and just enjoy that as the main focus of the channel. But anyways. All right. Yeah, that's about uh, it. You can find me on TikTok, as cringy as it is. <laughs> oh boy. Um, at 
not yeah. underscore a underscore goose or definitely underscore not underscore a underscore goose. That's not a goose with underscore <laughs> all lowercase. Um, and you can find me there. Uh, I make the worst content you can imagine, but I'm me. So if you like the show, be sure to check me out there. Sawyer, if you want to plug anything. Um, if you're on PS4, add me. We can play Battlefront or something. The name is Obama <laughs> Cares. Cute name. It's all one word. Uh, yeah. Uh, with that, be sure to go uh, donate to our Patreon. And uh, thank you for listening to the end here. And goodbye.